Garage Fam. It's another NASCAR race recap. Atlanta Motor Speedway, or as some are calling it, Atlanta Super Speedway. Our, uh, Atlanta Dega. Atlanta Dega. I like Daylana better, so we're going to have to an they argument both about apply. that one. They both apply. They both can work. Um, I heard someone abbreviate it ass uh, for Atlanta Super Speedway. That works, too. Yeah, but uh, the race was not ass. The race was far from ass. It was great, and we're going to talk all about it. Shout out to Willie B. Shout out to, to this man sitting beside me, Dale Tanhart. Plus 1,400. Two weeks in a row, outright bangers. A plus 5,000 followed up with a plus 1,400. We're going to talk about the bets that we had on the race. We'll talk about some DFS lines and just the racing and the weekend in general. Before we get into that, though, the show is brought to you by... Hooters. The Hoots itself. Uh, right now, if you get over to a Hooters location, or if you're just on your couch and you go to Hooters2Go.com, or you go to the Hooters app, if you download that, use promo code GarageGuys, you're going to save $10 on any order, $30 or more when ordering to go. And you heard it here first from Captain Carryout. That's right. I have a new nickname now. It's Captain Carryout because saying Carryout Chase did not sound near as good as Dine and Dale. Which, by the way, Don and Dale, tell tell them about what's up with this with this code. Yeah, you know Don and Dale's got you covered. Look, if you go, we actually just left the Hooters, and my belly is very full, and I feel fantastic after eating some spicy garlic, bone-in, naked wings, and some waffle fries with some lots of tots. We had the whole platter today for lunch, mm. and a delicious dine-in order. You go do the same thing, a dine-in order of $40 or more. You can just save $10 on that order. If you just tell your Hooters girl, your Hooters waitress, about promo code GARAGEGUYS, they'll take care of it for you. $10 off any order, $40 or more. Non-alcoholic beverages, food, and merchandise are included in that deal. No alcoholic beverages and no gift cards can be included. And this offer is only redeemable at HOA locations. So, yeah, Dine-in-Dale. Has you covered, and apparently, what was it, Captain Carryout? I'm Captain yeah. Carryout. Yeah, they both. We both got you covered. We got you covered on all fronts when it comes to the hoot. So shout out to the to the black and orange owls, baby. That's it. Remi- just imagine me in a in a uh, cigarette speedboat, uh, wearing a captain's hat, but it's orange, and I'm the haha business gif that's on uh, Twitter, but and it's I, my face. And I got the Hooters speedo on with the number nine on the back. That's it. We're gonna recreate. We're gonna have to like actually create that. Now in I real just time. want you guys to picture that. If you don't, if you're not disgusted enough to turn off the audio, we're just we're just gonna we're gonna pause for like five seconds and just let you imagine that picture. That's it. All right, welcome back to the pod. I hey. hope that was a pleasant. I hope that was a pleasant picture in your brain. Mm-hmm. It was. There was a lot of other ple- pleasant pictures that are out there. The first pleasant picture. It's kind of a tongue twister if you say it fast. Uh, Let's talk about Atlanta Motor Speedway. So last year we went to this race in the fall. Uh, it was very bare in the infield. There were not a lot of people in the stands whatsoever. Kurt Busch won that race. It was when they uh, they had the little tiff. I think Chastain was there when they were teammates. And, uh, you know, it was uh, – I, I will say it was not my favorite race of last year by any means. But this year when we pull in, we didn't really know what to expect – we knew that the track itself was going to be different, and we didn't know what kind of a crowd it was going to bring. And I had a, a slim feeling that this is going to be a good thing. There's going to be a good bit of people here. Was not expecting the entire 
Atlanta Motor Speedway infield to be sold out, which it was. So shout out to all you amazing NASCAR fans out there in the world that are supporting this new car, supporting uh, what Atlanta is doing, even though some people may not like it and it takes away from the old style of racing at Atlanta. You know, change is a good thing, and I say it all the time, and this weekend proved that. And I cannot wait to see how the area around the track continues to develop over the next few years. So I'm excited about that. NASCAR made an amazing move on this one. The racing was exciting. And I'm a super speedway guy. I grew up going to Dega and grew up going, you know, I never went to Daytona growing up, but it was always Talladega. So that's all I knew. And so this was very reflective of that. And apparently the runs are even bigger than some some of the super speedway tracks that we've had for generations now and we saw that yeah kyle bush it was notable that in in after practice kyle bush and one of his pressers he said that the runs that they were getting in practice were generated bigger than what we would see at daytona which is mind-blowing and in the race throughout all three series we saw that so the runs were ridiculous and look i i'll tell you i'll side with the traditionalists many of the traditionalists on this one uh to talk about my opinion of, of what atlanta has become i personally don't like this style of racing outside of daytona and talladega because of the prestige of natural racing that atlanta provided over the, the last 50 or 60 years but at the same time i will put that opinion aside as long as what we saw yesterday what we saw on saturday will put butts in seats and bring new energy back to the racetrack and create new fans. If As long as that package that we now will probably see forever in Atlanta doesn't get infectious and expand to all these other 1.5s like Michigan, Fontana, Vegas, Charlotte, as long as we keep that exclusive to Atlanta, I'm perfectly fine with that. I think most people will agree with me on that. Um, but, yeah, the racing was exciting. There's no doubt entertainment is what it was. I know the drivers don't like the package uh, compared to what you know we saw at Fontana and Vegas just because it's it's so tumultuous. It's, it's a mini Daytona is exactly what it is. So um, I'm with the drivers, and I'm, I feel like I'm with most of the traditional fans because of all the exciting finishes we've seen at Atlanta, 2001, 2005, 2011, uh, and, and the list goes on and on and on with exciting finishes at Atlanta using natural, unrestricted racing. And it's a different world now man we got to find ways to engage new fans and if you saw that crowd i know it, it looked pretty good on tv i've seen clips from the broadcast but in person i was shocked at how good it looked like it there were a lot of people in the stands i wouldn't call it you know completely full but compared to what we saw last year i mean last year was pathetic and what the, everything they've done this year their marketing must have been a lot better so uh, around atlanta the georgia area because there were a lot of people that showed up to that race on Sunday. And that was a very pleasant surprise. And very excited to see how they continue this momentum into this summer and for years to come. Yeah, you uh, you said it best right there. And you covered all the bases, basically. You covered the bases. The, 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 the butts and seats part is super important. And it's just going to keep the uh, property value should definitely be going uh, higher and higher. Uh, as we continue on in time. I had a thought, but it fleeted. 
deflated fast. Kind of like William Byron and how we, fast he ran. How can we spark it? Something to do with Atlanta it will, or something it will, to do with it was It was something or? to do with what you were you were talking about. It was, uh, I think it, it had to do, oh yeah, uh, it was about us personally, how, you know, we're ready to see the 670 horsepower package. We've, we've only been to Daytona and Atlanta so far, so we've been to two super speedway races, basically. Yep. Um, I'm ready to, uh, we're going to do some, some road coming up this week. I'm ready for that. And uh, and then after that, we should be going into Richmond. So we're going to be going straight to short track season. It's going to get real diverse on the schedule, actually, when it comes to the style of racetracks. Is we have a we have a short track, or a couple short tracks. We got Talladega, another super speedway, and then we got Coda, which is a, a really fun road course and a place I would recommend going at some point. If you, I think if it's a place if you went once, you'd you'd be back because. Even with the torrential downpour we experienced last year at that track, it was an absolute blast. So and the go karting, yes, I'm ready, I'm ready to race. Great go karting, great, fantastic go karting over there. Really, really fun. Uh, it's like a mini Coda at the go kart track, right outside of the speedway. So facts. That's it, we had a blaster last year. But let's talk about. We don't want to get to Coda just yet. We're in an Atlanta parking lot right now in our RV doing the show. So Watching while people we're sticking, walk. while we're sticking with Atlanta. Let's talk about some of the highlights of that race. First thing I want to talk about, we touched on now, it's a mini super speedway. So what did you think about the wrecks? You know, that <laughs> there was a lot of debate on whether that's good racing or it's not good racing. My first point about this is I was very concerned about the amount of times a leader just randomly, inexplicably cut a tire. That was and, twice, and right? Well, it happened with Ricky, it happened with Reddick, and it happened with Chastain. So three, three different times. times. Thrice. Yeah. Crazy. Happened thrice. Shout out to thrice. Great band. Um, is that a band? Really? It is a band. Thrice. Yeah. Image of the Invisible. It was a great song. You used to watch like it on Fuse as a child. Death metal, heavy metal shit. Uh, not really. Actually, I think you would you'd be okay with it. Okay. You would you would like it. So we'll jam it at some point. I'll check them out. But uh, yeah, I thought we had. You know, that was the one thing that did suck. You never want to be leading a race and then just have something like that take you out. And I mean, you had Tyler Reddick as one of your picks yesterday. It was the first one we lost out. Homie Ricky Stenhouse Jr. What was doing the damn thing, man? I was stoked to see him up there leading that. His odds were long as, as hell, longer than a giraffe's neck. All right, and to have him up front like that just showed the kind of skill he had, and it was unfortunate to see how that happened. And then Chastain the same, um, which by the way, Chastain ate like seven pounds of crawfish, so I do not know how he made it through there with the uh, levels of dehydration. So these suits must be really doing really well because I don't know if you've ever ate seven pounds of crawfish in one day. I wouldn't say seven. I'd I'd say something somewhat close to that, but I have, and it was let me tell you, miserable. It, yeah, sure. it was a it was a rough time. You just uh you're literally just like a porpoise of salt like that's what you are so uh yeah um ross chastain is a bad some bitch i'm just gonna go ahead and just say he it straight is, up man. he that, that that's a good talking point off of the p2 after all of the shit he went through yesterday track house is there and then daniel suarez in fourth i don't think there's been a race yet where one of them have finished outside of the top five if i'm not mistaken you know i would have i would have been very very sad and probably had a a nice bleach on the rocks if one of those guys had won because it, I didn't bet on them. But all week leading up to it, those were like two of my favorite plays because of how Trackhouse has been one of the most consistent teams in NASCAR. You need to season. give a little context so, on why you didn't pull the trigger on those two in the end. Well, the biggest thing I, I – and I was wrong. There was a lot I was right about. We'll get into that. But what I was wrong about was I really thought that – these bigger teams would bully everybody else. Once I saw that it was pack racing, right? 
once I saw that it was pack racing, I really started thinking Hendrick Motorsports, Gibbs, uh, even Penske with their really strong three cars could find a way to put a stranglehold on everybody because passing was pretty difficult in the it, trucks and Xfinity when it when it came down to passing for the lead in the you know first couple rows because it was very stalemated. Track is narrow. You got that double line rule, so that prevents people from from trying to prevent a, or trying to create a third lane or even a fourth lane that you could see at like talladega so i really thought that if the gibbs cars and uh 23xi with their toyota alliance i really thought the six of those cars if they played a track position strategy they could have gotten up there and really really just dominated this race and just bullied everybody especially the smaller teams and i was wrong about that and track house they came to play both suarez and chastain were really really strong if you listen to our racing spaces I talked about them all week, just really, really high on their performance this year. They've been one of the few consistencies in, in NASCAR Cup Series competition this year. But I'm glad that it all worked out the way it did that. Chastain did not win that race. And thank you to Christopher Bell, because if Bell doesn't go to the inside, go below the yellow line and break Chastain's momentum, put them side by side coming into turn three, Chastain probably wins that race. Absolutely. No, there, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he, he is just, he's on point right now. Um, and Suarez as well, but back, back to what you were asking about just the wrecks in general, we talked about, you know, the guys that were leading, that's unfortunate. It was about a healthy number of things. There were some things that, you know, I personally was right about and some things I was wrong about. Same goes for you. And I feel like that's healthy at this kind of a situation. There were so many people in the industry. I don't think they went as heavy on their betting cards this week, just because of the unknowns. And here we are, you know i ain't ever just, scared yeah i ain't ever scared exactly like it's in our blood it's super speed racing is what we're good at so for us you know for, for you to be able to do what you did for me to be able to get the top tens that that's a uh you know that's just a testament in itself you know I yeah mean, get you that's what we, we we coin you now you know grace in the universe get you g-i-t-u it's like a you're like a dragon ball z character now. i like that i like that acronym yeah. i was trying to figure it out yesterday when you said it and it just hit me of what it you know you just broke it down thank you you're welcome it's actually pretty funny i Come said me, I, ain't, I ain't ever scared but I, I texted one of my friends who's one of our avid betters who does who never watched nascar before uh before i started betting on it and giving out picks and i actually told him i was like i'm kind of scared because after what I saw in trucks and Xfinity, I was like, son of a bitch, this is going to be pack racing. But Sunday, especially after we had our racing space, it's weird, man. Like, the racing spaces we've done on Sunday has, like, given me just a clear mind and helped me. Getting, like, Derek came in and reiterated my William Byron thoughts. Yeah. And, I mean, I was pl literally plugging plays at the end of our racing space as we were still talking like as i was talking about guys i liked i was like what am i doing like i know i like this guy i know i have a good feeling about him i'm, I'm gonna plug him in so right yeah I started, and I, I talked about in the racing space fade larson fade kyle larson because since we're gonna see super speedway style racing he is valued way too high and if you faded larson you made some fucking money because he wrecked out off the front bumper of Denny Hamlin, it's just not his cup of tea, man. Like it's just not his style of racing. But you know how I am. I'm a big bragger, and I had a, a huge weekend. And if you followed along with my cup picks on action, you had a huge weekend as well. But hashtag gave, stay humble. Hashtag stay humble. Yeah. Hashtag most humble <laughs> better than the universe. Look, most humble, greatest 
greatest in the universe. You you can debate that all you want and right. be wrong. That's fine. But we just created gave, new definitions for words. There you go. Yeah. I gave nine matchups total through the whole weekend. The parlay and, was the most impressive thing you <laughs> fucking did. I hit all nine of them. All nine matchups hit. Incredible. And yeah, five leg parlay uh, that was plus twenty two hundred via DraftKings Sportsbook. Blaney over Larson, which I hammered as individual as individual play to just straight bets. Uh, so Blaney over Larson, Logano over Kyle Busch, McDowell over Custer, Byron over Bowman, and Keselowski over Sendrick. And that was straight off of super speedway analysis and data in my head. Yeah. Like it, it and literally Juju. and look, that's not gonna hit all the time. We'll just be honest. But Think about it. I know Austin Centric won the Daytona 500, but who's a better super speedway racer there? Keselowski, right? Better super speedway racer between Custer and McDowell. McDowell. Yeah. Better ra- super speedway racer between Larson and Blaney. Blaney. Better super speedway racer between Lagana and Kyle Busch. Lagana. I mean, it, it really was that simple. And like I said, there's some luck that goes into it with all the wrecks, being in the right place at the right time, but nonetheless a huge day and – William Byron, man, topped it all off for me with, with his win. But, yeah, Ooh. hell of a weekend on the betting side. It, like, regardless of how the racing was, it was fun. It was fun racing. But, you know, I talked about my viewpoint from the traditionalist standpoint. But as long as we see some energy and momentum for this racetrack and this community around Atlanta grow through the racing that we saw, like, I'm totally cool with it. And we just got to figure out the cut tire problem. Whether or not it was aggressive camber from some of these Chevy guys – or if it was just some kind of Goodyear issue, which a lot of people like to shit on Goodyear. I don't know. I don't know. So if we figure out the tire issue, kind of prevent some of those big wrecks from happening that were unforced, then I'll feel a lot better about I it. I got a feeling we're, we'll probably have that fixed by the time we go back to Atlanta. Um, you know, and they got a lot of great guys that are that are on it. They're on the job week to week. I Absolutely, mean, just that's why they're these things. they're experts, and we're sitting here just twiddling yeah. our thumbs. We're experts we at think. telling you the future of who's going to to do things in races. They're experts at actually fixing things, manufacturize. So everyone has a place in this in this world, and um and yeah, so that that's all there is to that, you know, and and the fans that do complain it's okay to complain and voice your opinion but at the end of the day just do your job just sit there be there buy a hot dog drink some beer you know listen to us make some money the end um so yeah i guess going from there talking about you know uh dfs a little bit there was a lot of uh there was a lot of things that i had written up about about the mixture i wasn't 100 percent sure and i should have trusted the super speedway strategy 100 percent I went in more with a mind of what if everyone thinks that this is going to be super speedway-esque, but it's it's the opposite. What if we do have more of this intermediate-style thing? And in that case, and I think what scarred me was in 2020 when that one Talladega race did not work with the super speedway strategy that Blaney won. And, like, I just completely shit the bed on DFS lineups. And it just scarred me and made me think, like, this could happen at any given time. But, I, but I'm slowly starting to realize now, like, okay, we know what Atlanta is. That will probably never happen again uh, as far as me trying to incorporate any type of intermediate stuff whatsoever into it. But you live and you learn. Uh, ended up not doing too bad. Uh, made a little bit in DFS, not much. Mostly the bets that, that I had were the top tens. I think I'm becoming a top, a top, uh, a, a top connoisseur. I'm a top. I'm a top boy. 
Um, I've been doing really good with the top ten, top fives. Last year I had zero luck in those. And then um, I've had a couple of matchups. So it's like you've been you've been the outright guy. I've been top boy. Uh, matchups have been. If really we were superheroes, too. that's what we would be right now. Outright guy and top boy. Like here we are. Um, but I want to give a quick shout out. Like I, the one thing I love more than anything was seeing some of the guys in the Discord this week that took the Chris Busher plus two seventy top ten bet and were putting it in parlays with NCAA basketball Just games, random other sports, and and F one races. Shout out to you guys! I'm stoked to see those kind of things. And like, if we can keep contributing to those type of parlays. I'm all on board with that. That's a that's that's big energy. That's yeah, what it's about. And Chris Busher did come up in that in our racing top space. Top Ford. And yeah, ended up being the top Ford at what two thousand on uh, some books. Like yeah. that 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 was a great play. And once again, super speedway data translated. It really translated well when it comes to those kind of bets because Chris Busher has been a good super speedway racer. And by God, he came across the finish line backwards, and he still was a top forward. So yeah, you know what we missed big though, and and I should have been way more understanding of doing this. <clears throat> the one parlay that that we should have all bet, and I don't know what the fuck we were thinking, was taking all three of the guys that tested at Atlanta early on because all three of them finished in the top ten. Kurt Busch, Ross Chastain, and Chris Busher. Wow. All I didn't even know three that. of the Atlanta I didn't even know that testing guys. You just said that. That What were we thinking? Well here's the thing. I, I don't personally I don't think there's a correlation there. I really don't because this style of racing like was not hard to figure out. It was hard to race in, just like Daytona and Talladega are hard to race in because you're just in the pack waiting for a wreck to happen, right? And don't know if it's going to get you. But I feel like this car at this track, like you're wide open, like I don't, I just don't feel like that data, like just because those three guys had a head start on, on racing here in this package, I really want to say that data doesn't correlate, but I, I mean, but you shit, I guess do. I'd be wrong, like with yeah. that. Just because they all three performed well. I mean, Kurt Busch, I felt like he got up front at one point, kind of fell back, but survived. Was it, He wasn't a wreck. He wasn't a wreck, I think, with uh, Harvick. He had a little tappy tap. Oh, no, it was um, when Stenhouse or, or Reddick, when one of those guys cut a tire, he was right behind him and he made contact, Oof. but didn't didn't suffer a lot of damage. So he was fine. Uh, Chastain was a menace the whole race, just aggressive at the front at all times except for when he did cut that tire down had a two-lap penalty and he came back from that and was at back at the front again and then uh who was the third guy busher mm-hmm. L- literally was never he stalked, front he stalked in like the round like top 15 just he was survived and finished eight or whatever it was so you know you know who crazy. the the biggest mover of this race he was in the uh he was in the the chrome horn top lineup that brought home 20 grand Corey LaJoy. Man, what a run. P5. The odds on that were like plus 5,000. And look, this doesn't matter. I, I am not one of those guys that like to sit here and talk about this stuff, but I feel like I just I want to. I literally was in, in the bed in this RV on uh, early Sunday morning. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was finishing up an article, and I'm looking on the books, and I see, and I start looking at Corey LaJoy top 10, Corey LaJoy top 5, and thinking like, because like he was like plus 15,000 to win 
And I was like, would I rather put like like point zero one unit on him to win, like at plus fifteen thousand, or would you, you know, want to just like do that for top five? And looking at the odds, well, obviously it didn't get the bet in, but I did look around at it, so I, it's been good to be able to tell people, hey, I remember what his top five odds were. If you would have hit that, that would have been like hitting Eric Jones to win or Suarez yeah. to win, or like a Briscoe at Phoenix. Yeah, I th- just in that five thousand territory is awesome. Especially the dude for is top good. Five, like. I mean, for a super speedway style race, like I, Corey's shown that he can do that even last year and the year before. I mean, it's anybody's game. It's just so tough. Like in hindsight, looking back, like when you look at when you get to like the the bottom tier of guys and that on a sports book, looking at their odds, you're just like, man, like is this really possible? Well, probably not with most of them, like Greg Biffle and David Reagan and. And Cody Ware probably not gonna get a top five. Even then, Cody, Cody had a good run going and could have been there at the end. But I think Cody Ware Corey, cashing top twenty at Daytona made Daytona shut down top twenty bets. Yeah, maybe there you go. <laughs> yeah, probably so. But with with Corey, he's he's been there. He's been close before. So this team has really grown with Spire. Him and Josh Balicki both had top sixteen. I think Balicki finished sixteenth exactly. So. A huge day for Spire, and Corey's been close. Like, we had talked about how Corey had had glimpses of being at the front in races and just kind of got cursed for whatever it was, like whether he was involved in a wreck, blew a tire, had an incident on pit road. He finally finished one and very, very well-deserved for that entire team. Absolutely. Also, I saw a picture on Twitter, was flying through the air at one point, spinning out in the grass, came back from that and finished fifth. So that's a really, really sick run. And for some of the betters who – who tailed that? If obviously we talk, we didn't have I don't it. Know but anyone that did. If you did bet it, you're a very, very happy person because that's a big dot. That's We're a big proud dot hit you. right there. We're proud, and that's what matters most. But uh, overall, I'll say this: like there were some amazing finishes, you know, um, and the things that that we got to look at. I know that we were you were right by uh, Bubba's uh, pit box when that happened. That was. It was sad. Like, we were ready. Like I knew immediately. Like the closest guy that I had in that moment was Elliot, and I had Eric Jones, and so you had Byron. You had, I want to say Blaney, Byron, and Bubba. So, at the, at the one point when I saw Eric Jones dip back, I knew Chase was kind of out of the area. I ran. I run over to where you are immediately because I'm like, all right, we about to get a Sully, and. It it sucked to watch how that went down at Dude. Bubba's box, man. Yeah, because you're like you're like there. celebrating Byron, like, and they're just there. I know, and, I know. I did yeah. feel kind of bad, but in the they're moment, boys. They'll, like, they'll be fine. That man, that just the the fact that that race and that the entire weekend in general, but that race was so tumultuous and so unpredictable, and the fact that at the end I had three of my picks, you exclude Reddick, who was wrecked. Uh, Joey Logano, who also was involved in Iraq, lost a lap. My other three guys, Blaney, Bubba, and Byron, were top three the last 60 laps of that race. I was just waiting for something to happen to fuck everything up, and I really thought it was going to be Ross Chastain when he flew up there and got second. But I felt bad for Bubba and their team and their and the fans that were in that box because they were getting so excited. And once again, Super Speedway translates here because Bubba was once again was there at the end with a chance to win that race. And, you know, Blaney gave him a big push going to the corner, as he should, and, and Bubba just had a moment and lost it and got shuffled back and then had a really vicious crash coming to the line. And I'm glad he was okay there because that was a really hard hit. He even had tweeted that it was 
one of the hardest hits, if not the hardest he had ever had. Wow. So, yeah, it was uh, – and, and Noah Gragson, another guy, had a really hard hit. I mean, with these speeds at Atlanta, these corner speeds are unlike anything we've seen here before. So, so tight. Very fast corners, very, a lot of grip, makes you feel like you got the race car under you. So, with Gragson, something crazy he just snapped where he overcorrected, and, man, he smoked the wall. So, Hated a lot of hard that. hits with this stuff. But, yeah, no, I mean – when it comes to this track and just the style of racing, I mean, it, it's crazy. I could go off on 80 million different tangents about uh, what I'm thinking right now. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just happy I had all three of those guys up there in the mix and Chastain wasn't able to fuck it up. Thank you, Christopher Bell, for going below the yellow line, breaking his momentum. Thank you. Yep, we'll see Bell. Oh, we, wait. We thank you for your mistakes. Let's talk about C Bell because me and you both had him in lineups, right? I yeah. play. I usually don't play a lot of DFS. I just don't have a lot of luck in DFS like I do in betting. And I had really good lineups. And I had Christopher Bell. I I think I put in 50 bucks and left with 125 $130. Uh, but I had Christopher Bell in those lineups. And who knows what I would have gotten if he had finished second or third and not made that move. And I saw multiple people who had C. Bell and got screwed over in DFS and in straight betting. Uh, a lot of people, P.J. Walsh, we had talked. He had Christopher Bell to be the top Toyota at plus eight hundred, so that's a bummer right there. So yeah, Christopher Bell was a bad, was a or a bankrupt burnout in a way uh, to a lot of people. That MGM bet you were talking about, that was uh, that was it was close. Yeah, the Truex so Larson or Truex Byron and Logano and Logano to be top four, but it was actually Chris Busher that was the top four. Yeah, Bush. I thought Ford was going to be way better. In this if you race. look at they that, didn't make it. Yeah, well, if you look at that finish, Logano Busher went backwards across the line, and Logano was like right, like literally right here. Like dude, just, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a motion with my that hands. That handicapper like was, was sweating, dude. dude. And Byron was the top Chevy, obviously. Yeah. Logano was almost a top Ford, and who was a top Toyota? Was I want to say it was Truex. He finished uh, P8. Yeah, and, and Bell got DQ'd. Our Bell pillars. finished twenty third. Yeah, so he actually destroyed the actual the the winning lineup uh, was William Byron scored eighty six point ninety points. Martin Truex Jr. finished eighth, scored fifty eight point forty. Elliott finished sixth, forty seven point fifty. Chastain, who finished second, finished uh, the points were sixty four point twenty five. Daniel Suarez fifty five point eighty five, and then Corey LaJoy, the man. I wrote up Corey LaJoy in the DFS article. I know not all the other picks that. I wrote up had the greatest of days uh denny hamlin <coughs> uh but yeah. 71.95 fantasy points for Corey lajoy been a tough year for denny but yeah yeah i i the lineup i'm looking at right now i had almost that exact same lineup but instead of elliot and chastain i had logano and oh, just lost it i had logano and blaney mm. yeah, yeah for me it was just i had true x byron and then yeah, uh, you know, I would have I would have finished a little bit more in the green for for this particular lineup. And then I had I'm another I had another lineup that was almost identical, but I had Bell instead of Elliott. And yeah, yeah so. what I am happy about though is the you know there's a lot of 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 variance with DFS lineups in the Garage Fam. So there were some definite money baggers, uh, some some big bags, not just break even bags or make a little bit over what you put in bags. There were some guys that did really well. Shout out to everybody in the Discord. 
Stewart that did good at this race in DFS. Shout out to everybody that tailed the bets. Uh, and then had their own random bets that they had on the side that hit. So, I mean, it's just – it's always a good feeling when you can just nail a dartboard race. Yeah, So no uh, doubt about that. Well, and like I said earlier, like, I just feel like I had one coming to me. Yeah. At Daytona, it terrible was luck. Jeff. Ben Rhodes finishes second in the truck race. I had Almendinger, Gregson finish second and third. Blaney coming to the line, gets roughed up by his teammate. Terrible luck there. And then tr- all over again, trucks on Saturday. I had Ben Rhodes, and he finished second in Atlanta. And I was like, yep, happening all over again. The good thing about trucks and Xfinity this time around is I I, ma- I minimized my losses because I had two lock, mortal lock matchups that kept my cards afloat. So. Regarding picking winners, though, at a super speedway style race, I was due. I was so due, and, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy I won, and happy we both won with uh, your Busher and Truex picks were, were really good lines. Plus 100. Never again, please. Books, don't be dumb. Yeah, he moved, what, he moved to, like, minus 160. Barstool put him back at plus 100 That's cr- on yeah. the day of the race, but I get why they did it. But I, actually, we, I don't get why they I did it. I could understand. It, if, but I can't understand. If somebody smart at running any of these books was like, oh, shit. We're gonna see super speedway racing, or maybe Truex. Not a good super speedway guy, eh. but I, it, moving it, back, it's weird. You know. That that's a weird weird case though. I I I'm shocked. Usually you don't backwards. see a JGR car like that. But I mean, hey, shout out to them. Maybe they're just trying to give their people the best value out there. Maybe so. And maybe you know, Barstool Sportsbook may just want you to win. I mean, we don't work for Barstool Sportsbook, you know. Shout out to the boys at Barstool uh that we know that are in NASCAR. Yeah. Shout out shout out to the homies. Uh so thanks for putting that out there, you know, just to give that option to to the peeps because the Busher the Busher one was great. The uh, the Truex one was great, so I've got a little bit of, of extra cash when we get back in back home to the boot. My favorite to play thing, around with. extra cash. One of our guys DM'd me. Uh, I actually think he's a new a new follower because he he tailed all my stuff on action, and he DM'd me and he said, "Thank you so much. Like I'm so happy. I now have enough money to fix my car. To fix the car. And bro. I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I could fucking That's cry incredible. right now." Absolutely incredible. You like, just paid that guy's mechanic bill. It's tough to find betting as a sustainable source of income. Like, it doesn't work for the majority of people, but I'm happy that in NASCAR so far this year, I think I'm at the 50 unit mark, or about at the 50 unit mark in Cup, 48 units, 50 units, something like that, which is awesome. Awesome start to the We're- season. So I'm happy for everybody who's tailed and been a part of it. And been able to you know bring some bags back to their to their homes. An Atlanta Motor Speedway philanthropist. Yes. Like now. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it. Look I at like it. that. All right, it's a beautiful thing. Always love saying. It. I hadn't said that much lately on the show, but it is. It's a beautiful thing. We, you know we're, we're, we're said, gonna keep grinding. You know what we said a lot on this show? What's that? Hooters. And yeah. Let's say it again. Yeah. Dine and Dale's got you covered here. We ate, we ate a big fat meal at Hooters before we started recording this pod. And if you go eat a fat meal yourself, line up the table, got some spicy garlic wings, some mild wings, Ooh. waffle fries, lots of tots, free fried pickles courtesy of Chase Elliott. Shout out Chase Elliott. P6. I know by the time you listen to this, your that offer will be over, but we can always get it next Monday. Probably will because we're at a road course for the first time this year. So you know Elliott. Back on road. You know Chase is 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 uh is grinning right now, getting ready for Coda. But you go and get yourself a fat meal, dine and order at Hooters. 
$40 or more, you can save $10 on that order if you tell your Hooters girl, your Hooters waitress about promo code GARAGEGUYS. That's valid for non-alcoholic beverages, food, and merchandise. Cannot use it for gift cards or alcohol and offers redeemable at HOA Hooters locations. That's right. And Captain Carryout's got something to say. For right here, Garage, Garage Guy, a.k.a. It Me, a.k.a. Chase Holden, a.k.a. Captain Carryout. I got something to tell you right now. If you don't want to sit inside the Hooters, and you you know, you know already used Dine In Dale once this week, maybe just use promo code Garage Guys again, but get it to go. Save $10 on any order of $30 or more when ordering on Hooters2Go.com or from the Hooters app. And that is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry-out orders only. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. All right, guys, well, look, it's been fun. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let us know if there were any bets, DFS lineups that we missed from the Garage fam. As always, the Discord is free, uh, so go check that out. Go to garageguysfantasysports.com for all the uh, the news, NASCAR uh, analysis. Uh, should have a report coming up, a report. Uh, for Atlanta coming up on the site, so be on the lookout for that early this week. And uh, we'll start preparing for Circuit of the Americas going into uh, Wednesday, Thursday. So, yeah, it's all—it's just time. It just keeps going. I'm sure that odds will be out for Coda probably on DraftKings by the time we turn these microphones off. So. Probably so. Just be, be on the lookout. I feel like I make sure for all my picks and all our picks – for the Cup Series, at least, check us out on Action Network. Our links are posted all over our Twitters. I got mine on my Instagram as well, Dale Tanhart. Um, and for all my Xfinity truck picks, looking to bounce back, we're still hanging above water on both those series. Pretty good in trucks. Xfinity is neutral. But for all my Xfinity truck picks, just follow me on Twitter at Dale Tanhart or on Instagram. I've been posting everything. I've been getting better about posting to the Instagram, trying, trying to, you know, trying to uh, galvanize a, a following on that on that spectrum of, of things. So. Yeah, no, Atlanta is a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We'll see if we'll come back here in July, but we know code is going to be a lot of fun, and oh, yeah. hopefully we'll be able to bring some more bags home for the Garage Fam. So thank you guys so much for listening and everybody who participates in engagement and in our community for the Garage Guys family. So thank you guys. Absolutely. We'll see you in Austin, fam.